Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to talk Sabres hockey. Let's get the inside story. Here's Sabres head coach, Don Granado. The Don Granado Show is being brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. By Lucy and Ganji, workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. By Roy's Plumbing, just call Roy's today. We'll take the worry away. And by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think of Town Ford. Now with head coach Don Granado, here's Jeremy White and Joe DiBiase. Waiting on head coach Don Granado, the Buffalo Sabres. They'll play tonight against the Kings. Get you some uh, news and all that on the Sabres. They are currently sitting uh, 12 points out of a playoff spot, and they'll play the Kings tonight as this uh, little mini homestand continues. The final playoff spot held by the Red Wings right now, who have 60 points, and the Sabres have 48 points with uh, just 21 games remaining. Sabres are six, six points out of last in the East and 12 points out of a playoff spot. They lost their last game. And uh, the head coach talked a lot about urgency and need to get more urgency. The biggest thing to watch right now for the Sabres also is what to do with Casey Middlestad. And, you know, if they move him, there have been reports they're taking calls on him. Middlestad had said that there had not been any sort of chatter yet between the two sides about a contract extension, which is not that surprising, I suppose. You know, as we talk about all of the prospects and picks the Sabres have, puts them in a unique spot when talking about this this organization and what to do. Any other organization could trade a player like this for a first-round pick and a prospect, and it would seem like a good idea if they could get that price. This organization, unless they're going to start spinning picks and prospects for actual players, we've actually reached a spot of prospect fatigue and pick fatigue. We've gone through multiple drafts, drafting first and second, and lots of eighths. And this year looks like it might be in the neighborhood of a top eight pick, top five pick maybe even. And pick and prospect fatigue is a real thing because, yeah, the idea of adding another piece is not exactly (laughs) exciting. There was a report I saw from Elliot Friedman that the Sabres are, in fact, looking to get better now. They want help now, which now might not necessarily save their season this year, but to... Bring somebody in in a hockey trade, something like that, that could help them get better now. That could be a a person you see on the ice right away, brings a different element to their game, whatever it might be. The the idea of getting better now, I think that would be welcomed. Not exactly like, you know, you add Eric Robinson from the Blue Jackets for a conditional seventh, someone to help now, but a real asset, that's just tough to find. And I'm not sure what the hockey trade is where – here, you're a contender that's going to take Middlestat, and I'll take this other player from you. And if you're a contending team, you don't really want to give that up, right? And if you're not a contending team, maybe that's the answer. You go, you call Columbus, and you swap two players. 
because you both want to, finger quotes, get better now. But in the case of Middlestad, I mean, he's an RFA, so whoever does bring him in is going to have to do a contract or try to kind of figure out where they stand with that. It's um, it's just not a good spot necessarily to be in. And the Sabres are kind of in a corner here on what to do with Middlestad because paying him would block a lot of these prospects. And he's a good player, there's no doubt about that. But you already have Cousins, you already have Thompson locked into deals. You're talking Quinn and Paterka coming up down the line. They're probably going to want to commit to to them, whether it's Kulik, Savoy. There's also a report that teams have called on Yuri Kulik in, down in Rochester, and the Sabres have said no. Like, not necessarily untouchable, but that's a player that they have been patient on and are still waiting on. So we'll see. It, it's just it's a tough time. Th- they're in a tough spot. There's no doubt about that. I think the head coach kind of gave that to us in postgame about urgency. Kyle Oposo said the same, similar things like urgency is not there. The last run for them, they've been getting very good goaltending from Ukapekalukanen, and their shot numbers are are decent, but expected goals is not very high. Power play has been sinking this team all year long. Expected goals and quality of scoring chance, just it's not really there. It's not really a style right now they're playing that has been too good, and that's tough. I went to the game on Saturday, packed house, and it was, uh, you know, another example of a team getting out in front of them, and you hope they can come back. They scored one goal, and they didn't even put it in the net themselves. It's just, it's it's tough. I know the, the support from a lot of fans is still there to want to go to games, want to support the franchise, support the team, but... It's tough to say. Like, is it rock bottom for fans? I don't think it's rock bottom for the team. They still have a lot of assets, still a lot of pieces. They they have things they can use. They're just not getting the results that they really needed this year. And this was a year where Kevin Adams said their Stanley Cup window opened and they were trying to make the playoffs. And right now it looks like they will not come close. Uh, who knows if they get to 80 points a year after getting up over 90. So... They are in tough a bit right now, and they have a chance to try and finish strong and put some good things together, find the answers to some of their problems, and we'll see what happens at the deadline, which is less than a month away, and Middlestat will be the uh, the big name to watch, of course. So with that, we'll get to Sabres head coach Don Granato to talk about all this. Don, good morning. Good morning, Jeremy. Well, I, I just could kind of laid out before we brought you on that um, – Things like things seem kind of tough right now. Your 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 tone after Saturday talking urgency for this team and for this group. Um, not, probably not a conversation you want to have about a lack of urgency from from your group. Yeah, and in particular, just particularly the other night, we we I think the the shot attempts we favored us. It was forty to twenty after two periods, and, and so through two periods. You know, that was the number, but were we getting to the net? Was there enough grit to the net, um, determination around the net, uh, you know, those sorts of things. So it's, 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 you're, you're close, but close is not good enough. And, and it's, um, you know, that's the frustrating, that's the frustration. It's, it's right there. It's just, uh, you know, the, the final finality of seizing that, um, so it's 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 not been awful by any means, other than the result itself, which um, which we obviously you know you, you don't want to lose a hockey game, but um, you know that process is 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 right 
right there for you. It's it's eighty eighty percent good in that situation, and you're not finishing it. When you Don, when you say like, you know, the 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 shot numbers are up, but guys aren't going to the net. How, how do you drive home that message? Do you feel like the the numbers in terms of shot attempts are high, but the quality might not be high because players are, are are settling and in that spot like I, I wonder how difficult it is for a player because a lot of times you're going to preach pucks to the net and firing it from distance is one way to get pucks to the net but you you obviously want to make sure that there's there's somebody else there <laughs> somebody's got to go to the net for the puck that you send to the net it's, it's if you look at the other day we did have guys around the net in front and i don't think the timing was was there um it, it is a challenge it is uh you know, you have to you, – you, it goes low to high to the, to the defenseman at the point. There is a timing uh, to it um, when that shot – you know, he's contending with a guy that's trying to block the shot. He might have to shoot – you know, even some cases you're shooting a little bit wider than that, waiting for a redirect to the net. Um, so it's, it's collective reads uh, that I think can be, can be improved on or could have been um, a little better in the game – better in the game the other day. Um, I don't think it's in, um, you know, we had willingness, but in, in spurts, I would say, not the consistency. So it wasn't an all-out epidemic, epidemic of not going to the net. We, we had guys there. Um, the, the, again, the trick is the perimeter, if you look at events, you know, analytic events before goals, uh, there is a lot of perimeter play. So there's a need for that if you're going to score goals. It's just getting off the perimeter at the right time to the front of the net at the right time. Uh, in numbers, in layers, and uh, you know when we're on our game, that 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 happens. When anybody's on their game, that's what's happening. And um, you know we weren't there the other night, obviously, uh, and um, didn't score enough. And you know the, the Dallas game, you know where we had forty some shots. I mean, you look at the number of point blank shots we did have. Uh, you know those those outright should have been enough uh, w- with the guys we had shooting and, and you know um, dead in the middle of the rink, but. Yeah, it's it's it is frustrating. It's um, um, and and you know all you do is uh, you, you keep demanding and keep pushing, and uh, at the end um, you got to make sure it makes your guys better and they gain the experience of it. Sabres head coach Don Granado here on the Western Outline as we chat about uh, tonight's game and going forward. Don, on, on Saturday afternoon, I was on the power play. You, you guys have had trouble on the power play all year. I want to ask you about a couple of plays that I hope they're they're not too specific, but I thought I saw something happen twice. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Um, first period, Jeff Skinner kind of walks in and plays it back to the point. I, I think he's expecting Dylan Cousins to be there, and Cousins had come off the wall, and it clears the zone, kind of like a self-imposed clear. And then later on in the game, Middlestad kind of did the same thing, where he played it back to the point, but there's nobody there, almost like he's looking for someone. And I wonder if you're, you're seeing this. Is there, a, is there a breakdown of communication on the power play where, where one player's expecting a player to be in a spot and that player's not there? Yeah, I, I think in those instances, uh, Jeremy, both players with the puck uh, probably had some regret to, to, to moving it, okay. you know, in that, in that direction. Um, you know, we've been guilty of, of looking for 
a better play when we have a, 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 a you know when we're in a position to maybe attack the net directly uh, and converge. I mean, you know, the, those, those guys you mentioned can't, you know, others should converge when they're when they're attacking the net. But I think on those plays, you know, I think both players would probably tell you. Um, you know, they, they, they regretted uh, doing it because they had a little bit, they, they were not under the pressure maybe they, they felt uh, in the moment. So when it comes to the power play, what answers, what, what's next? What's the next stage? It's, it's been something that's been, I mean, I, w- I want to say kind of sinking your, your chances for quite a bit. Five-on-five five play, some of the numbers on, you know, shot attempts and uh, expected goals are respectable and good in, in, in the middle, but the power play has been a consistent issue. It has been. Um, you're, you're, you're absolutely right, and, and it is. There's still been chances generated on it, as you saw. I mean, Paterka had an unbelievable chance. Um, you know, there, there were others. Or we had multiple chances generated. Uh, but again, it, it, it goes hand in hand with your. your, your I, I think with your psyche, your mentality, with feeling good. You know, um, there, there's a um, a rhythm and a momentum to it. Um, you know, when a goal scores, and, and you know that's what you've got—a group of goal scorers typically on your power play—start feeling good. Uh, they're shooting with a little bit more uh, calm or confidence in their game, and I think, I think for us, we're we're still pressing in that regard. Um, you know, trying to score the perfect goal uh, and place it in a you know a three inch by three inch spot instead of just you know trusting that you've you've trained long enough and hard enough that your instincts will pick that spot for you. Just grab it and, and, and rip it. Um, so I think that's that's a big, big part of it. Um, a couple personnel changes. I thought um, the addition to Greenway on there for, for a net front presence and, um, you know, Ocposo on the other unit for, for the same reason uh, has opened up more space. And now it's, um, you know, realizing and taking advantage of that space. Like you mentioned, the two plays where we, we could have taken it to the net uh, taking it to the net more in those situations. Um, so there's still, uh, you know, with, with personnel changes, um, uh, you know, still still a, a bit of an evolution that you're trying to speed up. Sabres head coach Don Granado. What's the latest on Owen Power? We know he went off for imaging. He's going to be out today for certain in uh, probably the next few games, unfortunately. Um, I, I haven't talked to medical this morning on it. Um, did get, obviously, the reports yesterday through the day. Uh, but it, it's going to be, uh, you know, not not long term, um, uh, but probably uh, at least a week um, and maybe a couple. Uh, but I'll confirm that later today. How have you thought he's played this year for you, Power? And is is as he you know continues his career, signed a big extension, you know more is expected of him because of that. But he's still a very young player. How have you liked Power's game for the most part? Well, he's, he's obviously a little bit like our our team he struggled at times um but you see the the underlying talent and um you know i think he's given us some really really good moments really really good games um and like every player you're 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 wanting that to be more consistent um but you know certainly not uh, he has not been a a you know a, a disappointment he's still one heck of a hockey player uh even when he is challenged so um still a Still contributing lots of positive is, is how I would say, uh, and growing at the same time, growing his game. 
Don, how do you approach the trade deadline as a coach? You've got players that might be wondering if they're on the move. Some veterans, I mean, Eric Johnson's name's going to be out there. I've seen reports of Gergensen's and Oposo's name even out there, and Middlestad as well. You know, you've got you've got a good number of players that could be thinking about that. Do you, do you have conversations with any player whose name comes up, or do they come to you about that? Uh, you know, you you do. I guess intermittently, there's no there's no plan and you know uh, playbook on it. You talk to the guys all the time. We're talking to our, you know, those, all our guys every day, uh, and you're talking to them about, you know, what what they what you see and don't see and need to need to uh, uh, what what you see maybe they don't see and and how to get ready for the next game. Um, you're always demanding of each guy as a coach, uh, so in that process you're communicating with each guy, and, and these are things if. You know they have things on their mind. They're they're usually discussed in those instances. So, um, you know, as as life things uh, per se, and and so uh, that constant communication is is essential, obviously. Um, and when they come up, they come up and talk about it. How about your communication with the general manager Kevin Adams this time of year about the deadline and and the direction of the team? I mean, it feels like. The deadline is sometimes overblown, but it's, you know, that day represents the last chance you get to kind of change your franchise or, or move it in certain directions until the summer. How much will you and Kevin Adams be talking about where this team needs to go, given the deadline? Yeah, we, you know, that's a topic we talk about every day, really, uh, you know, where we're at, uh, yeah, you know, in the context of our franchise uh, movement growth, where where we are in the context of the league, um, and and everyone else, a competitive environment there, and um, you know, our, our all our personnel um, identity, those sorts of things. So we're we're constantly communicating on that um, every day, and that 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 won't change um, even. You know, way before the deadline, when the deadline approaches, after the deadline, that, th- those things uh, happen all the day. And then, obviously, Kevin talks to general managers. He's mentioned every single day he's talking to general managers and getting the context of, you know, whatever it may be, the trade market or, or, or what's going on to see if it fits, uh, you know, at any direction we may be thinking in. And, Don, before we let you go, I want to ask you about, you know, just there have been some reports that, there's a desire to get better now. I mean, you know, the, the playoffs might be a big hill to climb, but the season's not over. Uh, are you interested in help now, in addition to, of course, building the way that you might want to as an organization? Is there a desire to get help now? Uh, you know, I, I hate I hate saying help by any means and using that word. So you say that, it's like, you know, I think you're always looking to get better. So, um, you know, I know that's the case. You know, we are uh, looking to, you know, for ways to get better. And that means, um, you know, any, any move isn't making us better. Is it moving? Is it going to move us in the direction, you know, faster the, the way we want to go? So um, I, I hope that answers your question, but it's, it's more of how we process it.